0: Rewards for All Seasons, the third season of the Learning About Dogs podcast, featuring Kay Lawrence with your host producer, Sue McGuire. Please take a listen to the first two episodes to catch up on what is building to be an interesting discussion about living a reward-centered life with our dogs. The more we explore and blend the theory, biology, and application, it is clear that this is not a simple process. It is complex and sophisticated. This episode looks into what are rewards? Boy, we have gone through some really deep dives into looking at reward and reward systems in an entirely different way, but we are not done because now we get to dive into what are rewards and where are they? And um, I, I again, it's just so much more than a piece of food. Oh. Well,
1: yeah, I mean, um, when you think about I suppose our lives, what do we think of rewards? It might be an evening out at the theatre or a dinner or, um, you know, a new pair of curtains or something like this. They're above and beyond what we actually need for survival. Where in actual fact, rewards are there to meet the needs for survival and reproduction. So our brains are designed to be rewarded by things that we need to be able to survive and reproduce. Now, once we've got our survival sorted, all those extra things like going the theatre start <laughs> to become the rewards. It's like that, you know, hierarchy of needs. Right. And right at the base level, do we have enough food to eat? Yep, so if we don't have enough food to eat, then food is our primary reward under those conditions. You know, and I like the way that he talks about rewards as primary and secondary, which is nothing to do with the normal um you know, uh, classical conditioning or um, secondary conditioning, a primary reward is something that we need for survival. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and a secondary reward is something then that is learned after that. Right. And I think so, we all
0: kind of know that, the, 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 the primary, the food, the liquid, the things uh, that we need to maintain. Life. Yes,
1: I think the um, what we've been told up to this point is primary reinforcer is something that needs no knowledge to be reinforcing. Yes. And secondary needs to be paired with something. Um, What Schultz talks about is a different aspect of what are rewards in the sense of how close they come to providing primary needs as opposed to whether you've learnt about them or not. And he suggests that we all have to learn how to eat. You know, eating itself is not a not without learning.
0: And what to eat and how Hmm. much of what to eat. Yeah. Yeah. Uh
1: yeah 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 so obviously food you know and and some of those early experiments they were getting their results by withholding water Mm. you know which nowadays we wouldn't even consider doing but Mm. often you still hear about people talking about you know leaving the dog alone for a couple of hours and depriving it of social contact so that then when they are with the dog it's got this need to have social interaction with you well that's the same sort of thing as withholding water or food Especially for a
0: dog that's highly sociable,
1: but that was a a standard recipe back in the uh,
0: early days of training. Yes, it was. Only have the dog out when you're actively working.
1: Well, yeah, and keeping it confined when it's you know prior to training. Mm -hmm. So you gave it that little bit extra motivation. Right. So yeah. You know, so everybody. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So you know, if we're using food, it has to be something that the dog would find additionally enjoyable to what is normal for their everyday, you know, nutritional values. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. And so this is why we add things on. We don't just give the dog food as a reward. We give the dog a little bit of a chase, or we give the dog social interaction when we give the food. You know, we add on as much as we can. It's not just simple. There's food.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh there's so much that we can do with food
1: as we've talked yeah, about before.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and
1: you know, there's times when food is of no value at all. You know, if the dog's hunting, I can tell you I went out in the fields with, you know, a whole bag full of chicken wings <laughs> trying to catch a certain Gordon Setter that was enjoying himself chasing pigeons. Well chasing pigeons at that moment in time was far higher value than an easy kill chicken wing. Yeah. You know, running around putting the pigeons up. Oh, and I'm still standing out there two hours later with a bunch of smelly chickens in my hands, you know. <laughs> uh, so what I had to do is come back, tie the chickens to a, you know, one of these long lunge whips, and fly it round the field.
0: <laughs> I would have loved to have a video
1: of that. And it's by <laughs> now gathering all the crap it could possibly can because it's a raw chicken wing. <laughs> and he went, Yeah, I'll chase that. Excuse me, at that moment in time, chasing birds was all the reward that he could think about yeah so narrow focus which is what predatory behavior is about a predatory behavior does not get distracted by butterflies and other things like that so he was not going to get distracted by raw chicken wings even though he's a raw fed dog so you know there's times when food is not a needed reward at that time it was chasing yes. and you know even when you're out hunting with the dogs you know the dogs would often kill several birds or you know retrieve several birds and you save them here have a treat and they're like this is not the time to eat <laughs> you know <laughs> this is not the time to eat this is wrong at the moment yeah, so yeah. you know we might think it's a primary reward in the sense it's a need but there are times when it's not needed and certainly with Gordon setters, if sex is on the mind, food is absolutely nowhere near at
0: all. Go away. <laughs> we go do way. activities for mating, caring for <clears throat> us. Hearing. That's the yes, next yes, one. <laughs> yes, 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 when there's yes. a Gordon setter bitch nearby. <laughs> oh yes, yes, Ooh-hoo, baby, <laughs> with the ladies. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean they're they're
1: pretty. Um, I hate to use the word drive, but they're oversexed. There's no two ways about it, both males and females. And my my Gordon set of bitches would stand in the garden in season for the wind. You with me? A nice draft past certain parts, and they'd be standing there going, oh, that's nice. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, not easy to live with. You know, the border collies, yeah, they'll work. And then mate the same bitch they've been working alongside of. You know, I have the proof of it. We go out in the mountain, Mm. bringing all the lambs in, counting all the lambs, doing all the things, coming back down. And then, unfortunately, the guy I was working with, his name's Gordon, he says, what's your dog doing to my bitch? And I looked, I said, is she in season? He said, yes, I think so. And I went, oh. (laughs) (laughs) And these two dogs had been with each other for the best part of eight hours. Interesting. Doing other work. Yep. Work came first for them at that time. Those predatory behaviours again, that was the reward. The only rewards they were focused on, that was their need at that time, not, you know, sex in the evening.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, clock out, you know. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> and Don't I've seen, nearby. you know, working dogs not even urinate. You with me? Um, they'll They'll be working. And unless you say to them, stop working, go and use that bush now. I can't do that. Yes, stop. The sheep will be fine for a moment. Just go and do what you need to do. Oh, thank goodness for that. You know, and and they're they're pee for England. I've never seen anything like it. So there's certain functions that we say those are drives, if you like. But when they're in those conditions that this is what they're doing, other things that may be rewarding at other times do not come into the picture. What they're doing is this and only this. Mm. And if we try and offer the rewards we want that's convenient for us at that moment in time, we're missing the whole point of it. You know, what's the
0: function of reward? Yes, absolutely. Mm. Mm. Comfort and security is something that really resonates with with me. I mean, either providing it or the animal seeking it.
1: Yeah. And food does not provide comfort and security. You know, Mm. if a dog is frightened, oh, have a piece of food. Yeah. No, 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 no! not right now. I can't eat right now. And it works the other way. You know, when we would have dogs come into a classroom, they're obviously very fearful or frightened puppies, you know, overwhelmed by the amount of stimulus of suddenly been presented with, the changes they've got. And you say, have a treat. And they're going, I couldn't possibly, you know, their entire um, digestive system has just shut down. So even if they've eaten something out of habit, and I've done this once myself, um, Oh, it's lunchtime. But I was I think I was doing something like a presentation after lunch. And it was something that I was quite excited about presenting. Yes, yeah, so I was in quite a state of arousal and I ate this French loaf, best I could describe it. And it sat in my stomach for the next 12 hours without moving. Oh, wow. I have never felt so uncomfortable, you know, because I was not in a position where I should have eaten anything you know but to be polite just anything Mm -hmm. yeah yeah, yeah. you know Mm so eating before something that you're nervous or excited about again it'll just sit there like a lump of lead so but we eat out of habit Mm -hmm. so the same (laughs) with the puppy coming to class if you say to would you like some food and the puppy just can't even sniff it that tells me they can't eat they're in whatever state they're in too fearful they're unlikely to want to do any learning at that time as well. And learning is exactly. not something that would be the type of learning we would want. So at that moment in time, the reward is comfort and security. That's security.
0: And I, and this is kind of a little bit of a side comment about if the dog does take the food, how they take it will tell yes. you so much too. Yes, so. yes, yes. Oh, just not And hungry. do they sniff it or do they just open their mouth
1: and let it be put exactly.
0: in? Exactly, yeah. Yeah, All you know, it's, it's this
1: – every reward we give there should be active engagement Mm -hmm. you know and when I see dogs thrust with toys in their faces and they grab it because it's moving that's not active engagement that's not seeking that as a reward and at that time they're just responding on a pure it's moving I'll bite it it's moving I'll bite it and they're conditioned to respond that way but
0: I doubt under those conditions it's a chosen reward yeah, I I seriously question that too. Movement. Oh, you were talking about movement earlier. Mm-hmm. Honest to goodness, I I do have a dog who I must provide activities for movement. Um,
1: <clears throat> yeah, yeah, and I think I'll I'll read out this quote from the Schultz paper that movements produce proprioceptor stimulation in muscle spindles and joint receptors, touch stimulation on the body surface, and visual stimulation, all of which can be perceived as pleasurable and thus has reward functions. You know, so we talk about people that feel the need to run, yes, or the need to exercise or the need to move. Sometimes it's a relief from having to be still for a long time, but I have no doubt that people that you're going to get rewards from just being able to move. And we get these dogs, you get these dogs that are runners. They just run for the pleasure of running. And I'm not talking about mad zooming. When they have some space, they are flying and leaping and they're not running efficiently. They're just running like they've got wings. Yes, they're taking as much air and stretch and, oh, this is good stuff. You can't tell me that's not rewarding because there's no obvious reward that we can see from, Going round and round and round <laughs> you know, jumping up and down, spinning this
0: way and that way. It's pleasure, pleasure. Oh, it's absolute pleasure to watch too. And yeah. my absolute yeah. favorite thing in the whole wide world is watching motion yeah. like that.
1: Yeah. And swimmers, you know, the dogs that we've picked up off the you know, the Labrador breeds, the gun dog breeds that and they're in water, they are just enjoying the process of swimming. Mm-hmm. Circles. You oh, try and you're circles, trying
0: to get me out of here. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> To around,
1: <laughs> uh, I used to love bringing my labradors to the river.
0: And as uh, those of you who are friends of my Facebook page know, that my Chihuahua dachshund now swims with pleasure. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. A hoot.
1: So it's uh, that sensation of water on the body, yeah. you know, that movement in your body that they can just, yeah. Oh, I enjoy swimming. Oh, yeah. I would enjoy long distance, the same repetitive movement. I enjoy the feeling of being able to move within water and do all the
0: acrobatic stuff in water. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. right. Oh oh yeah, that too. Psychological. There's a lot of psychological rewards. I there? used to have
1: a border collie that used to like to be in water, but she could never work out that she couldn't drop to work the <laughs> other dogs. <laughs> <laughs> you know how border collies sort of like to work other dogs. Yeah. So <laughs> the cordon setters are gonna around the water and she'd do an outrun and then hit the water and keep out running and swim around and then go onto the water and I'm like, No you can down in the water. <laughs> She'd be out there for ages. I trying like to. down in deep water. Yeah, I said, come and do it on the bank, on this side, working from this side. She be... wouldn't even shake her coat off, yes, to be able to watch the Gordons properly. Wow. So, <laughs> okay, so, I think so just... to her, there was no pleasure. Water was just a freaking obstacle. <laughs> out of the way. <laughs> oh, boy. Mm. Okay. Yeah, okay. Psychological rewards. Mm. Oh, and... This... Under some conditions, a lot more of value than a physiological rewards, you know. Um, so social approval, and I think uh, we call this praising the dog. Well, I mean, you and I know that somebody can look at you and go, "Oh, you do look nice today," and you look at them and you go, "Yeah, what do you want?" <laughs> There's no <laughs> sincerity to this at all. They're just <laughs> flattering you for something. Yeah. So, who is doing the approval? yes, is important so much as what are they approving of? And that's where I think we can go wrong a lot. You know, um, (laughs) not only when we're teaching other people, we can say to them, oh, you know, that that dog's such a great dog. Aren't you lucky? You're thinking, now, hang on a minute. This dog's a great dog because the amount of time I've invested in this dog, you know, I'm not lucky to have the dog. And is it coming from somebody who can't recognise that, the dog is a product of a lot of, you know, hard work or things people have given up to actually turn this dog into a well-balanced, happy soul. Um, Or is it just, you know, is it coming from somebody who really appreciates what you've actually done? Yeah. Hmm.
0: yeah that social approval is right. It doesn't work unless there's a bit of a history there. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Just a lot of people going, Oh, I like that. That's nice. Oh, oh good. <laughs> and that yeah. like, you know, a lot of the social media stuff just gets measured in, quantity of like as opposed to sincerity of it yeah yeah you know it's like saying oh sit good sit well yeah so what am I going to get for it wow that's a really nice sit you tucked your bottom in there and those oh and you've got your feet in the right spot as well really good sit ah let me find your treat oh yeah that feels like a good sit as opposed to sit good sit yeah 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 Mm. you know so um and again on this one I think you know when people put human motives onto dogs it can go wrong like um saying that a dog is attention seeking because Mm. it's jumping up all the time or you know when or oh it's a jealous dog because if i make a fuss of this dog the other dog wants a bit as well well those are just such such the wrong terms you know a dog that's attention seeking to me is approval seeking you know am i okay not, you must look at me. No. Am I okay? Have I done all right? You know, do you still love me? Am I still part of the group? That's yes. what they want to know. Yes, you're still part of the group. You're all part of the group. You're all fine. Oh, good. And food does not supply that. No. Uh. Uh-uh. No, 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 And then if you're, you know, giving one of your dogs a fuss, why would the other one sit there and go, I don't care? Of course they care. If there's free fuss going, how would a dog ever go, Whatever. <laughs> mm. you know it's not jealousy they're not jealous for what the other dog's getting they don't want to miss out you know and you know the culture and times we are in at the moment there's one thing being locked down i.e socially deprived of all the things you used to do knowing everybody else is socially deprived you can cope with the better but what if you're the only one locked down and everyone else is still out there having all that good fun you've then got this sense of missing out that's mm. not jealousy that's part of our social needs it might be you know psychological need to be part of a group and not to be excluded and i think dogs really suffer painfully when they're excluded from their group and i don't think it's anything to do with jealousy or attention seeking to me attention seeking is the child that's got to make everybody watch me look at me dance
0: Yeah, I mean, again, I just it just may, melts me when my uh, when I'm paying attention to my dogs and and they just approach and uh, just lovely, just lovely, just happy to be part of the group. Yeah. Yes. yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: absolutely. And you might only have two hands, but if you've got five dogs, you can you can just as easily get them around quite quickly. Oh
0: yeah, yeah, <laughs> you can trade. You know, a little for you, a little for you. You know, and it's the
1: same. Oh, the dog suffers from separation anxiety. Ugh. Well, of course it does. (laughs) Just like it's something, of course it does. How would it not be a dog if it didn't not want to be separated? Yes. You know, but there's a difference between choosing to go off on your own, knowing you can come back, and being shut in and excluded when everybody else goes out. They're entirely different situations entirely different situations so being excluded from something so if you've only got two dogs and you want to train one of them on their own we'll look at this when we talk about multiple dog training the other one is not going to understand why they are being excluded and they are going to get distressed Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. otherwise they would not be a normal dog yes and you have to take the time to teach them it's okay mm. to be separated. It is your turn. And that comes again with that history. Yes, yes, yes. History yes. of understanding. And
1: I've, I've had generations of dogs where I've had the mother and the puppy. Yes. And, you know, if the puppy sees the mother moving away when they're eight or nine weeks old, of course they want to follow them. That's nature. Yeah. They want to go where the mother's going. So how do I teach them that you staying here is at no cost to you whilst the mother does her training? And we often have to turn it around the other way that we say, I tell you what, puppy, let me separate you. Your mother will watch you <laughs> while you do it. All right. Yep. And the mother's like, oh, God, that again, you know, yeah, I've got to watch it doing its stuff. Jolly good. <laughs> that was a nice one. Yeah, Yeah. You know, and so we start training the puppy yeah. and we don't ask the puppy to be the spectator until they've had a good series of, if you like, their their social approval is. Filled, yes, they, they're it's overflowing, so that when it's their turn to sit and watch, they're cool
0: with it, and they they're actually sit and watch room. on their own. Yes, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Which brings us to well, I actually skip connection. I don't want to skip connection because that's such a loaded,
1: loaded, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Well, it's all part of the same thing, isn't it? Being part of a group, mm-hmm. um, that little little bit of a look that just says, yeah, yeah, I appreciate what you're doing. Thanks very much. You know, mm-hmm. which doesn't need that verbal you know, um, connection, verbal communication at all. And you can connect with somebody in a a second or it may be over a length of time, you know, and connection is not switched on or switched off. It's to a degree of, and they have different qualities and, you know, you connect different ways.
0: I always tell people it, it, it's very much like art. It's appreciating the nuances of a particular piece of art. It's immediate connection Mm. or it takes a while for you to understand why, Mm. um, takes time to develop, and it's definitely it's a different flavor for everyone. Mm, uh, mm, yeah. Mm, but um, but eyes, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, but I, I I do like um, something that uh, you know this is this is one of those buzzwords that annoys me because I think people use it in one of those ways they don't mean to use it. But oh, I like to give my dog choice.
1: And... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, again, you know, I said, what do you mean by choice? What right. is choice for you? Um, and, you know, depending on who you're talking to, in actual fact, it's probably a way of assessing somebody's where they're standing, if you like, on the training thing. Well, he's got the choice to sit or get a thump. <laughs> <laughs> the okay, choice. best choice. <laughs> you know, so that's the worst. You can either eat your dinner or you go to your room. Okay. Mm. <laughs> no, no, it's about having freedom of choices which is a lot more complex than just the choice, Um, you know, and that's, that's a topic that is an entire day on its own. Um, You know, having a choice between whether something is done to me or not can affect whether what is happening is something you accept or whether it's done to you. So that's one aspect of choice. It's like the word when you care, you need to say, are you caring about something Or are you caring for something? Because they're both quite different, opposite sides of a coin. Yes, Mm. you might care about something, but that's not the same as caring for something. So Mm. I think there was a television program where this guy had to have some sort of brain surgery. It was going to be painful, but he had to be awake. Mm. Um, But the outcome of this was a terrific you know, uh, prognosis, if he could go through this brain surgery. At any time during the brain surgery, he could move his hand and they would stop. And he surprised himself when they interviewed him afterwards. He said, I put up with a lot, lot more pain than I thought I would because I had the choice to say stop. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Yeah. So, yes, choice. We always, every time that you're going to give a reward – There's a second to do. You need to go, is the dog having a choice whether to take this reward or not? Is this reward their choice? Is there something else they prefer? So if you're reaching to go and touch the dog's head, do they look at that hand and sink towards it as it comes in? Or do they just sit perfectly still and go, oh, God, here she goes again. She's going to ruffle my fur. (laughs) Never mind. You you put up with it. Yes, because, you you know, yeah, she likes to do it. So if I'm going to give the dog a treat, that treat would be in my open hand and I hold it where the dog takes it. Now, they might only have to move their mouth an inch to take it, but it's their choice to take it. There's no way it should be shoved in. Mm -hmm. Yes, this is my reward and I'm going to make you take it. Mm -hmm. Do you remember the old days? (laughs) when somebody wanted as a child in the old days wanted to give you a coin yeah. and they'd pick up your hand and put this treat in your hand yes like, yeah. do you remember yeah, yeah. yeah. oh, yeah. oh here, yeah take this off me oh no thank you no yeah. no i don't want that you know it's the same not so much nowadays because we're far more aware that people should choose oh go on have another drink yes yeah. have some more pie go on have it have it have it you know where you're not given the choice to go no And, of course, hugging. Hugging always should be a choice. At least now, from 2020, the world has changed, and you don't just hug people. (laughs) That's my joy.
0: I know. I know. It's like, like, in case happy, the whole world's turning British. (laughs) Yes. No, don't don't hug anybody.
1: But, again, you know, you should open your arms and say, would you like to have a hug, not just go launching into somebody, and next thing you know, you're bloody captured. Ugh. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. Now you have Same to watch adults. out for the for the random uh, elbow bump. What? Whoa! Wait, wait, where are you going with that elbow? Gee, yes, yeah, yes.
1: <laughs> that's gonna need some practice, isn't it? Yeah. Well, they're going to be within a meter, so no, don't come near that one. either Yeah, no,
0: mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Walk around with big long pool noodles all the time. <laughs> yes, oh yes. lordy. Yes.
1: Um, we. I was shopping the other day and had. A, I don't need a trolley. I'm only going to pick up a spade, and a spade and a trolley don't really go to the garden centre. This. Oh no, you must have a trolley. And I looked at her and said, it makes you stay away from other people. I went, okay, fine. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. I'm going around with a trolley and I've got one of these tiny trowels in it. <laughs> but yes, it made people stay the distance apart. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Choice. Shopping cart, Yeah, Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> so choice. Yeah. Always, always choice. Yeah. I, I think choice to take time to do something, choice to choose whether to do it or not. And even when we give the dog a a cue, which we'll talk a bit more later, you know, it's a reward predicting stimulus. And you give the dog a cue, here, come touch my hand. And the dog goes, "Mm, I have a Mm. choice here. Do I want to make it or not? What's the reward I normally get for doing this? Mm -hmm. At this moment in time, do I choose to respond to that cue or not? Again, they're always making choices. Mm. But on the other side of it, when you've got so much choice, you don't know what to do. You know, a menu that's got 38 dishes to choose from. Whoa, you won't get those people out of the restaurant very quickly. uh
0: -uh. So some
1: choice, but not so wide that you don't know how to choose.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I can remember my sister. She used to live way up north, way up north in the mountains. And when she came to visit me, she would stroll through the vinegar aisle. Just to see how many different kinds of vinegar were available. Okay.
1: (laughs) I remember going to a restaurant in Europe, and the I am talking about a page and a half of main dishes to choose from, ninety eight percent of which were pork. (laughs) I am like going, okay, well that takes the choice away quite easily. I mean, all the things they could do with the pig was just like, whoa, I'll have the beef. (laughs) One beef, one chicken. All of the other lot were statistical things with something to do with pork.
0: <laughs> and uh, maybe okay. eat so much pork in a week, you know. <laughs> yes. So choice about games, choice about all that, all that, all that. Learning—that's hmm. a reward.
1: Yeah, well, learning is in a reward itself because learning is the gap between being able to live and not being able to live. Yeah. learning how to secure your rewards, learning how to get better rewards. So you see something that you would like, and that could be basically a rabbit if you're a dog. And if your dog hasn't eaten for five days, that's a seriously important rabbit. Um, or it could be, you know, something that you, you want to respond to is something you desire. And to be able to secure it is a gap. And that gap yes. is called learning. Yes. OK, how do I learn how to kill a rabbit? Well, to be honest, if I'm living in the wild and I haven't eaten for five days, I personally wouldn't know how to kill a rabbit. I'd have to seriously think that, think how to do it. And I might have to fail quite a bit before I'd learn how to do it. So learning is about being able to secure better rewards. Yes. More rewards, yes. better rewards. Yeah. So that's the purpose of learning. So if learning doesn't result in a reward, it's not doing its proper function. Right
0: we're going to dive into this a lot more this is this is for me was was talk about aha, aha, I get it um, yeah getting better rewards, learning, okay,
1: yeah. and you say yeah.
0: the puppies yeah. are probably the biggest yeah
1: sixteen week there. old puppies there gotta learn something every sixty seconds I've got to learn how to do this and learn over to because there isn't much time. Because mother's going to piss off shortly and I'm going to be left having to kill my own rabbits. How do I do it? How do I do it? What do I do? You know, so this is why they're so naughty. Oh, he's such a <laughs> naughty dog. Well, he's a learning dog. That's why. Well, what does wood taste like? Oh, OK. Can I use wood to kill the rabbit? I don't know. Let's try. Yeah. What do I do if I pull the curtains off the window? Can it help me kill rabbit? I don't know. Let's try. <laughs> so naughty. And I go, yes, that's the dog that's trying to learn as much as they possibly can love a naughty puppy.
0: I do too. I actually, uh, and, and, and I'm sure we both have heard, you know, getting an older dog. Yes, you, learning is still happening. Learning mm.
1: is. Mm. And when the older sh- dog does something naughty.
0: I always look at them and say, thank you for telling me who you are. Yes. Thank you yes. so yes. much. Yes. Now, yes. my yes. job is to figure this out. Or uh, uh, well, you see
1: the older dog. You know, and they they can see this puppy's come to the house and it's got all these toys and it's got the best bed and Yeah, 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 yeah. So the older dog suddenly finds a toy underneath a shed that's not been played for in five years, and it starts rolling around with this toy and having the best game on earth. This is just fantastic. And you go, Oh, look at him playing with that toy. And the puppy goes, oh, I want that. <laughs> and the older dog goes, okay, well, you'll have to earn it a bit. Yeah, you know, and they make it a bit hard work. And then the puppy gets the old scruffy, manky toy that's been outside for five years. And then the older dog goes over and gets that lovely new bed, <laughs> new toy. Like, <laughs> yep, learning's happening. <laughs> uh,
0: uh, <laughs> I think that's
1: called strategizing.
0: I think that's brilliant. Yeah, I yeah. think that's a uh. hoot. We do talk. We have talked a lot uh, already about um, intrinsic rewards, and we talked about how motion is an intrinsic reward. But it's it's important to go through a process of understanding what are truly intrinsic rewards and what we mean by that.
1: Yeah, and I think it's a term, Oh well, he's rewarding. He's self rewarding. Well, everything's self rewarding. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. But we like to think. I suppose that's again human arrogance that we are. Managing the dog by the rewards. Well, no, we're not really. We're giving them access to rewards, yes, but there's also a lot of rewards that dogs have access to that don't have anything to do with us. We don't give anything external to that. And these are often these innate behaviours that dogs um, have inherited, you know, like the desire to hunt endlessly without any catch. (laughs) Sometimes you'll hear the the scientists say that, that, you know, the behaviour chain of hunting well, I've seen a thousand dogs hunt just for the pleasure of hunting. And when that rabbit stood there with his hands in the air, said, oh, go on, take it out. Then the dog's gone. No, actually, it was OK. It was just the chasing that I enjoyed. <laughs> with me. You don't see the collie move the sheep and then the sheep all go, OK, we'll stop moving. Thank you very much. And he wags his tail. You me, it was just the activity they were doing that was the reward. It wasn't the outcome of the activity that gave them the reward. Yep. So, but at some
0: point, hasn't there have to have been an outcome? In, okay, so curious. how many
1: dogs do you know that like to go hunting but have never actually killed anything? Yeah,
0: exactly. And that's what I wanted to get at is that no, you don't necessarily exactly. need to get the squirrel to want to hunt the squirrel.
1: Rarely, in that fact. I would say most of our domesticated dogs rarely get the outcome of predatory behaviors. Mm-hmm. And it's not just that we've slightly bred them. I've not seen... You know, so I've got dogs that will constantly watch and work sheep, but they've never actually attacked or killed any sheep.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, we keep them fed so there's not that edge to put them over, Um, but you'll still get some dogs that will kill the first sheep they come across once it started going, but no more lie down and eat them than take them home to the den. You know, so a lot of these chains, if you like, of hunting sequence chains have lost their reward of the final purpose
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah okay. it wasn't about killing to eat okay. i said you know one of my dogs put up a pheasant the pheasant shot up in the air landed almost in front of the dog's nose and it just went oh okay <laughs> and look for another one and i go well well you didn't want it even when you got it so you know
0: Yep. Yep. okay Yep.
1: But the, the, you know, he makes a, um which I think is a very interesting point about these um, intrinsically rewarding activities. Once they're out, they get strong very quickly because it's just doing it that gives the reward. So it's their exponentially multiplied fast. So once the dog learns the joy of chasing, A, it's going to get better and better at it and it's going to be more and more rewarding. Might not get better at it, but it will become stronger as a reward. So their desire to do it will increase. It's also extremely difficult to block or stop or put it back in the bag. So this is why we don't let young dogs hunt wildly. Um, you know, so once they start doing these behaviours, they can get out of control very quickly because the dog's not learnt any mechanism for actually managing those behaviours. Mm-hmm. Um, but Schultz makes that point about um, experiencing intrinsic rewards with no extrinsic goals. So if um, – I think he's referring to mathematicians that work on certain projects. Yes, they just enjoy mathematics. So you might enjoy the pleasure of um, painting, uh, artwork, but you don't have to do it for a living. So I could Mm -hmm. see, you know, some of the points he was making that they lack the narrow focus on tangible results, which helps to develop a larger spectrum of skills that can be used for solving a wider range of problems. Now, for me, that is our intrinsically rewarding activities that we've selected these dogs to, to enjoy. We don't let them hunt for birds or Um, prey that they would normally hunt for but we teach them to search for different substances we use them for biodetection dogs we use them for um drugs work uh explosives um now they're looking for um dogs that are looking for covid19 you know on the biodetection front or um I saw a programme the other night about dogs in Australia looking for koala that were mm-hmm. burnt yeah, in the fires out there. So we're using these intrinsic behaviours that are intrinsically rewarding for a much wider range of skills, but I think equally you mustn't let them actually narrow focus to get too stuck on one thing and then you can't expand it. And it's known that quite a lot of these dogs that we use for – I know pseudo hunting, if we call it, not natural hunting. That if they do get to do the natural hunting, you don't get them to come back to do the human aspect of what they want them to hunt. Mm-hmm. So having a look at, you know, um, these specialized skills with a broad range of application as opposed to a narrow range of application. Mm-hmm.
0: Interesting. Yeah, that, that that is uh, very very interesting. Yeah, very dangerous.
1: Yeah. Well it's it's ground that um it explains things that we were hearing twenty or thirty years ago, you know, where the the guys were training up the early dogs for mind detection work or um customs, yes, and <clears throat> Springer Spaniels, great, yes, let them work in prisons, in airports, in places where there were no birds. Mm-hmm. If you're going to do mind detection, no nah. Because yeah. they would start hunting very quickly because they're outdoors. Right. Right. So they were recognising that, you know, certain intrinsically rewarding behaviours were so difficult to take off their narrow focus. Yeah, so that the dogs they chose to do the mind detection work were not the natural gun dogs at all. Interesting. You know, I think there was one we were training, which is a Dalmatian, for goodness sake, you know? It's yeah. Doing the job though. Wow.
0: Lots of stuff, let's see, I think we're almost rewards must hmm. complement,
1: but well, it's back to that term comfort as well, you know um yeah. comfort can be physical or psychological, so you could stand uncomfortably close to me or I could use an uncomfortable pillow, and it's very personal. What's comfortable for me might not be comfortable for you, so it's the same with rewards. What's a reward for me at this time is not a reward for you, and if you're you know, in a conditions you'll put up with lots of discomfort if there's a certain level of um, reward at the end of it. So, I mean, who would sit on an aeroplane? <laughs> I mean, it's one of the most uncomfortable environments to be in. But we've got these films to watch or we've got an outcome which's leading us to somewhere else. But nobody normally to choose to live in that environment. It's a temporary discomfort to get something later on. Yeah. Yeah, but it's individual choice, and it's up to the individual to decide what is a reward. It's not something that, oh, you will enjoy this.
0: And likewise, you know, I mean, and likewise, not only is it an, an individual dog, animal choice, dog choice. It, you know, there's a part of me that thinks that the person needs to find some individual reward for it. Absolutely, that,
1: yes, yeah. yes, yes. To me, it's a three-way thing. It's it's a reward should suit the dog, i.e., it's a reward at that choice for them at that time it suits the behavior it's got to complement the behavior there's no point asking a dog to chase or have food when you're asking it to relax because that does not complement the behavior of relaxing just as equally giving the dog a nice stroke (laughs) doesn't complement chasing you know so um and then also whoever's delivering the reward should find it rewarding to use now that doesn't mean that oh he likes treats so i've got to give him treats if they find giving the treat a little bit uncomfortable because the dog dribbles all over their head or tends to snatch. I know people that are encouraged to use tug training, but secretly they find it a bit uncomfortable to see their dog leap at them, you know, to bite something. Or they may have an issue with their shoulder or neck. So when they're tugging with the dog, it actually is uncomfortable for them to do it. So. You know, there's there's rewards. There's three sides to this triangle. It's a reward that's a choice for the dog to find rewarding. Mm -hmm. It complements the behaviour. It doesn't work against the behaviour you're trying to achieve. And it's a reward for that person to use. And most of the time, to me, I I like to look for the pleasure my dog gets out of what I'm actually giving them. But if I, you know, if if I'm going to have to feed my dog sheep's eyeballs Am I going to find it particularly rewarding to walk around (laughs) with a pocket of sheep's eyeballs? No. (laughs) If he wants sheep's eyeballs, he's not going to get them. Do they like them? I've never tested it. (laughs) (laughs) We did have, we do quite a lot of sausage chasing. You know, we have what's called, um, chaser sausages so these tiny little cocktail sausages which we could lob at great distances um or we'd have chaser chicken which is cubes of chicken that we cook and then sort of put a not quite there we, we we put um dip them in oil and then recook them again so they have like um like a lacquer around the outside yeah, so that coffee, when you yeah. chuck them they won't pick up all the crap off the floor yeah. um or this lady came down with mozzarella balls and i'm yeah. going wow, look like ping pong balls, yes. And this dog certainly worked for these mozzarella balls. When she bunged them across the room, he really took off after them. Yep, and then I looked at the price of them and I thought, ooh, that's not gonna yeah. be a reward for me. Yeah. No, yeah, no, no. But yeah, you know, they serve very well.
0: I can't stress enough that you say in the course, we have to consider the conflict that can arise from the anticipation of the reward in direct opposition to the effect or emotional state you're trying to adapt in training people miss that so much. It's like uh, Mm. when I first started on agility, it was the on-off switch. You want them up, 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 down, up, 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 down. Why? (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. There's so much stuff we pick up and nobody, uh, why? Well, because that's the way everybody's done it. it. Or they'll come up with some other inane, I don't know, but we do it that way. Mm -hmm. No, 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 good question. You have a choice. Yeah. Synchronicity. And if they answer with a sort of, that's a very good question, I'll go and find out for you. That's the person to stay with. But, you know, sort of things like, oh, the dog's always got to be on your left. Uh, Why? Mm. (laughs) You know, it's like, um, yeah, you know, like I'm left-handed, so why would a pen always have to be in your right hand? You know, and in certain cultures, eating with your left hand is an absolute. No, no, you know, and then you go, why? Oh, I get that. Mm -hmm. Hygiene? Okay. What you do in America with your knives and forks? Well, I won't go down that, avenue. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> it's like, the funniest thing I've ever seen. And when you ask people why, um, wow. well, we've just always done it that way. And I'm like, <laughs> goodness me. <laughs> goodness me. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, It's a bit of a shovel action on our side. Oh, and some. Yes. <laughs> yes.
1: Yes. Yes. But, you yeah. know, the history of these things often totally lost. You know, it comes from days when people didn't use to wash their hands after going to the toilet. So you don't use your left hand for eating with, you know, and like, okay, but now we do. So can we, well, yeah, why not? You know, so no, it was about understanding that as opposed to just following what everybody else does. <laughs>
0: oh, this is such a rich topic. I, uh, this, yeah, this particular yeah, yeah. section I really yeah. enjoyed because I mean, we were just barely uh, barely talking straight your way there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, you know, it's, it, and again, that's what you say. It's not about making the activity rewarding, it's about finding the reward in the activity. It's yes. So important. Yes. Um, yes. You know, so there, and this is a big section, but we could, we might save this rest of this for another episode because we want to talk about um, reward value and just in terms of. What does the dog like to do? So we're going to ask people to have some observation skills kicking in big time. Mm. Well, maybe we can wrap it up. We can wrap it up. The pleasures of the day. Devote a, whole, devote a whole day to looking for the pleasures your dog enjoys. Just mm. one day. That's mm. all we're asking. Mm. <laughs> mm. Mm. That's my and Yeah. You know, I mean, are
1: they sleeping where they choose to sleep or where you've put their bed? So are they having to make a choice between comfort or the place they would like to be able to see the activities in the house? You know, back uh, <laughs> Gordon setters. So they love sunshine, oh, especially on a winter's day, and comfort, that's the ideal. So Mabel used to sleep on my bed, and as the sun goes round, I'm working in the room next door, about 11 o'clock you'd hear this horrendous thump. She's just moved along the bed with the sunshine and fallen off the end. <laughs> <laughs> so then you look at her and you're going, Is the sunshine better or the bed? And you can almost see her standing there looking at the patch of sunshine on the carpet on the floor and the bed or the sunshine or the bed. Uh-huh. Oh. And I'd often go and shut the curtain, so I'd take the choice away from her. Don't worry. I'll 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 put the sunshine out for a minute, which which means it's easier for you to choose the bed. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> So, you know, I've got, because uh, I've got multiple dogs, they often have, I can see they're quite different choices as to where they like to be during the day. And I've got one that will choose to be at a spot where he can see the gate in the house. Yeah, but he won't sleep up in the house if he didn't have to. Yeah. Given the choice, he goes down the bottom of the garden and he can see down the driveway and the house in the same from the same spot. The others, if I made the Gordon setter sleep on that piece of concrete, <gasps> no, 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 she needs no. to sleep physically near me. Yeah. Some dogs like to be underneath the damn computer when you're working because you can't mm. leave without them knowing about it. Right. So, you know, where do they choose to be given choice? And then do we put their bed where they would choose to be? What we end up doing is having beds in different spots. Yes, we do. Yep.
0: Yep. That's okay. Hmm. Whatever.
1: Just even, you know, this whole sort of term, oh, you know, allowing your dog choice in husbandry well, what aspect of husbandry can give them pleasure? So Merrick doesn't like certain parts of her coat being pulled and she does like other parts. So I can use one as a reward for another, but it's not this whole thing she doesn't like being groomed. Certain aspects of it she loves and certain aspects she doesn't. So we learn to look at the bits she enjoys and teach her that she'll get reward for the bits that she doesn't enjoy quite so much. Right. Yeah. So, you know, it's learning to look for really what their pleasures are, not just assuming they'd like a whole thing or not a whole thing. Yes. <gasps> yeah. Oh, is that Eric? Yeah, something down the bottom there. Yeah. And again, novel things. You know, some dogs are attracted to new things, undoubtedly. And I've had a little brother and sister. One, if she saw something new, poof, she'd go in and have a look. The other one, mm-hmm. I'll wait here and see if it kills you first. Yes. You know, and those things you can detect these differences within a litter. You put a new object in the pen, seven puppies, three of them will go, "Oh, yeah, let's go and have a look at this," and four of them will sit there going, "Okay, we'll let you look first,
0: yeah, yeah, absolutely yeah,
1: you know, mm-hmm. so do they want something new to keep you know is is new stimulating or is new slightly suspicious yeah, yeah. and you see that in people other people want something new, my hairdresser. Every time I go there, it's a bloody new shampoo. Oh, I thought we tried this this week. And I go, you are so, <laughs> such a sucker. The salesmen have got you on their list. you know. Because <laughs> if you turn up at her place, you'll take any new product, mm. new phones. You know, the new must have something new, must have something new. Yeah. Or actually, this one's doing the job. I'll stay with it. It's fine. I don't need to change. Yeah. yeah. So, yes. Mm. Yeah. Just looking for each day to be aware of. What the small rewards are, because all those small rewards are part of the big reward.
0: Yeah. Rewards diary. Mm. You suggest mm. that. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Write that down. Keep note of it. Note of the time of day. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And it changes. Changes in the seasons as well. Right. Ah.
0: Rewards for all seasons.
1: <laughs> well, it's this landscape. You know, the landscape yeah. is different every day. It's different every day because the trees are not the same every day. The sky is not the same. Well, this is California. Oh, blue sky every day. Oh, we have you fog. Know. Come on. Where I live, we do have yeah, fog. Yeah, yeah. We every we day. Every now <laughs> you know, and then. So, <laughs> you know, so people that live in these sort of temperate climates where it's constantly changing from one day to the next, and we never know what's going to happen. We have great flexibility, you know. <laughs> great capacity to wear lots of different types of clothes. Jealous. Yeah.
0: Um, but... <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, I do have to pay attention to things like that. You know, it, it's not going to be rewarding to go for a walk today because it's too hot. Yes. So therefore the yes. the yes. Or the walk happens in the morning or the walk happens in the evening. Yep. Uh, all that stuff. We because
1: haven't... we're a country of showers, you know, I don't yeah. need to get soaked. I don't need the dogs to get soaked. So I have on my phone one of these little apps that shows me on the radar where the weather, the rain is. And I'll have a look and see what that's doing. And I think, oh, we've got half an hour yet before we're going to get rain done. I'll go and take the dog to walk. If it looks like I've got five minutes, they can wait. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Uh,
0: Yeah. We're so smart. (laughs) Better better living through apps. (laughs) Mm. Mm. Oh, gosh. Such a rich, rich uh, section. Yes. Yes. Uh, Seeing through new eyes. Absolutely. For more information and links to articles and courses, be sure to look at the episode notes. Be sure to look at the link for the reward skills course. Tell a friend, fellow trainer, dog person. Listen to the podcast and give us a rating on Apple iTunes or your favorite podcast platform. Thanks for listening.